swallow the marquee and come to the Monday matinee. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. Welcome to the Sonic Society, episode 453, and the first episode of 2016. I'm your host, Jack Ward, with... David Oates. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Happy New Year, David. And Happy New Year to you, too. Yes, 2016 is here, and 2015 is now far behind us. Far behind us. Things have been really busy these holidays in EVP, the production house of Sonic Society. We're working on releasing episode six of Biff Straker, with thanks to Richard Summers, and we've done... To work on the studio computer with brand new 24 track portable mixer, the Zoom R24. <laughs> We're finally and sadly archiving our old Sonic Cinema production work with Pro Tools and moving forward with Reaper and a pile of brand new shows this year. I'm excited. So am I. Tell me more about the, the about the new shows. Come on, tell me, Jack. Well, I, I, one of the things I want to do, and we'll, we'll get to that at the end of the show, um, because do you know what February is? February Remember from last year, last year is audio drama month. Audio drama script writing month, right? Audio drama script writing month. Yes, Natscrim. That's it. Yes, Natscrim National Audio Drama Script Writing month nadsrim yes nadsrim that's it nadsrim <laughs> shouldn't it be yadsrim for international audio drama script yeah maybe we should change that shouldn't yeah. we yeah but then it's Gadsrim. an ia at the front so maybe yeah. it should be um global gadsrim gadsrim <laughs> i like that universal wadsrim wadsrim uh, maybe we should ask people what do you want it to be continental cadsrim like- because then Chats- you can get your c in there <laughs> What do people want to call it? That's good. <laughs> Contact us at sonicsociety at gmail.com. Or via Twitter at Sonic Society or AstroTour2010. Or you can email us, sonicsociety at gmail.com. There you go. You've done, haven't you? Yes. Oh, yeah, you got it down. Right. It's just great. <laughs> It's 2016. We're in the future. I, I've got the, the, the links down, Pat. Perfect. The Zoomer, that's what I'm calling the remote right mm-hmm. now. The Zoomer, <laughs> which means we can use it alone by itself. It's got a two gigs uh, that we can record audio goodness live and bring it back to edit on the studio computer, which means we can do live audio drama presented here as well. That's what Now I just need to be there, Jack. I know. This is the trouble of being 5,000 miles away. <laughs> well, there was discussion at one point of you coming Canadian oh. side, but maybe I can drag you over here some more. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> if things ever dry out, you know, you can come down this way. <laughs> you know, and there's one thing I want to do. I do want to get the Hal- the Halifax community aware of the great stuff that we're doing in the Sonic Society and maybe mm. doing so by by getting little theater involved and, and moving it around. I wouldn't mind being able to travel across Canada oh. uh, in the summertime doing the radio drama series and getting people with live radio drama, let them know what's, what we're doing. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I would so be there. <laughs> we also have the new periodic uh, show, a Sonic Workshop.
up coming up. I haven't finished editing it. It was fun. And I hope to get that up on the Sonic Society feed this weekend. Yes. Because we ended up having, like I said, this new toy and new laptops after Christmas. So things have been busy. <laughs> but please check out that new Sonic Workshop show if you get a chance, listeners out there. And uh, maybe a Sonic Speaks at some point there, David? Yes, yes, I know. I've, I've still got a Sonic Speaks that I need to edit. Uh, <laughs> the wonderful Brandon Boone, who <sighs> is the composer for the No Sleep podcast. And <sighs> yes, I shall be pulling my finger out very soon. I'm looking forward to that. That would be good. Not the pulling of the finger out necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> the Brandon Boone. I better clarify. What are you trying to say, Jack? What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, we complete the Sandbox Theater Live show Epiphany. Great way to bridge 2015 to 2016. Absolutely. And, and very timely season as well. Absolutely. So sit back, relax, open your ears real wide for Epiphany right here on the Sonic Society.
You're listening to Sandbox Radio. This show is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. Check out our website, sandboxradio.org, and click on Support to find out how to make a donation. And mark your calendars for the next live show coming up on April 27th at ACT. Ticket and show information online at acttheater.org. Now back to Epiphany and the final episode of Markheim. Previously on Markheim. Black Francis bolts again out along the pier, and without even a hesitation or look back, he dives right off the end. I'm going in after him! No, Liv, you'll drown. Then you go! I can't... can't go in water. So he's just gone? I was trying to help him, but... You're not an angel. You're just another sick freak. You know I've been looking to retire for a while now. Who's stopping you, Sam? Not alone. So, take someone with you. Not someone, I feel. You. A lanky giant as tall as Hammering Man crawls out of Elliott Bay, ducks his bobbling head under the viaduct and stalks on toward the harbor steps. From above me, demons shriek, unleashing unholy hellfire, but it barely slows the Neville down. He's coming right for me, and as he stalks up the steps over me, he looks down into me with fish-blind eyes. Cosina. Five burning demons stick to him like glowing ticks as he walks up into the city. Christ, I wish I was dreaming. And now, the final episode of Markheim by Paul Mullen. I'm a Markheim, a sort of angel. Markheims are the black ops. We do things other angels can't or won't. The fix upstairs pulled me out of retirement for a mission down in this soggy town. But when it was done, I didn't go back. I had questions. Now I'm walking neutral in Seattle, half-fallen, looking for the answers in what we angels call the show. But I gotta watch my back, because things can always get uglier. I'm on the roof of some huge stone fortress or temple. I'm wearing some sort of robe. It's the show, for sure, but something's different. I'm different. I can die. I'm sure of it. I'm sure if I leap from this parapet jutting hundreds of cubits into the air, I won't fly. I'll fall, and then I'll be over. Dream on, Markheim, because that's exactly what this is. Another dream. Damn it. Markheim! You made it. Sam, I guess I shouldn't be surprised to see you. You should never be surprised to see me. This is my show. Besides, haven't you been looking for me, hoping I'll help your poor dog? He's not my dog. Fine, your girlfriend's dog. She's not my girlfriend. When are you going to open your eyes, Markheim? I should. Then I'd know you're just a dream. You sure about that? You've been captured, blissed, and turned. You sure about that? As sure as anything. Yeah? You ever read any meat poetry? What? Most of it's crap, but there's this Irish guy I like. Kavanaugh. Horrible drunk pretty obscure. He wrote, when the angel woos the clay, he'll lose his wings at the dawn of the day. What are you trying to tell me? I'm trying to tell you that there's always a way out. 
for you or me. Look, you need to understand that you've made the rookiest mistake of any angel sent down to the show. You've fallen in love with the world. It happens. But like every newbie from the fix, you've forgotten the most important thing. What's that, Sam? The world is mine. I thought the world was given to the meat. Who told you that? You know who. You seen much of him lately? No. Then take my advice and stick with what you know! Sam leans sideways and dives off the edge of the parapet as if he were an aqua ballerina in some old-timey meat movie. He falls so far and fast I never see him hit the desert floor. He had no wings. Mark! Mark, what are you doing? Liv! You're sleeping? Black Francis is dead, and you're passed out like some drunk in the street? I'm sorry, Liv. Here. I begged enough to buy us a crappy tuna sandwich to split. The Dr. Pepper's all mine, though. Liv, I told you, I don't eat. Right. I forgot. You're an angel, and yet somehow incapable of performing a miracle that would have saved my dog from drowning. I told you to stay away from him. You wouldn't listen. He's my goddamn dog, Mark! He was your dog. And he was goddamned, actually. No, no fault of his, though. Yeah, yeah, just eat. I don't eat, Liv. Then just shut up! Can you do that? Liv! What do you know, Markheim? Next to nothing, Smiley. It's been a while. Yeah, maybe not long enough. You know that girl has to get off the streets, right? Her days are numbered if she don't. What can I do, Smiley? I'm an angel, not some meat cop or something. Well, that angel shit means nothing to me. Help live. You owe her that much for a damn dog. What do you want me to do? Figure it out, Markheim. Be a man. Or what? I ain't trying to threaten you, Markheim. I've been nothing but friendly. But your power's limited in these parts. Always has been. You're just passing through. This shit's older than you. And Smiley's gone, like he always is. They're out of nowhere and then just gone. But I'm not alone for long. Okay, Optimus, boys, up there and there, right and left, alternating with the smokers. This is the choke point, angels and demons. Nothing moves up out of the section of harbor that doesn't go through the stairway. Well, look who it is. You sure don't like to leave your comfort zone, do you, Markheim? These are my stairs since I got to the show. Well, I got bad news, Marky. We're creating a Nephilim slaughter pen here. Okay, I want demon-angel duels on the edge of every building. Seriously, Mark, you're not going to want to be here. you got to move. Save it. Sam gave me this post. If Sam wants me to abandon it, he can come tell me himself. Sam? Sam's gone, Markheim. Yeah, I know, he flipped, but I'm still under orders. I'm not talking flipped. I'm talking gone. Happened three nights ago, Columbia River Gorge. You know these Nephilim get dropped, right? I heard it takes an angel and a demon working as a team. They burn and bliss them for as long as it takes as the Nephil walks. Yep. When it's all over, there's nothing left of the angel, demon, or Nephil. As the Satan, Sam could choose which form he took, and he chose demon. I'll let you take a wild-flying guess who his angel partner was. You ready, love? Yes. You want this? I want this. We'll be gone completely, both of us. We'll be together. Truth. You see it down there? 
Lumbering across the I-90 bridge. I see it. Shall we? Come. Take my hand. Your orders are rescinded. Move on. I got nowhere else to go. You know what? I don't have time for this shit. You suit yourself, Marky. When you get sucked into the mix, it's on you. That's all I've ever been. Sucked into the mix. Let's go, let's go. The first wave has been spotted. It wasn't long before the first dripping giant started lumbering up out of the harbor. The pows open up prodding them with bursts of unbearable bliss so that the Nephilim begin gathering into a mass centered at the bottom of the steps. And then they climb. Blasts of hellfire from demon batteries only just slow them down. Some are already passing me where I sit about halfway up the steps. When they look down and see me, they offer no violence, just the same salutations over and over. Brother. Cousin. I see Liv walking towards me through the congealing crowd of giants. She's oblivious. Some humans see us, some don't. Some only see some of us, and only at certain times. Liv's one of those. The Nephilim clearly aren't registering for her. Hi. Liv, get out of here. I came to say I was sorry. You're forgiven. Go. No. I'm tired of you pushing me away. Live, do this. Live, do that. Stay away from Stank. Stay away from Ditch. Go to Portland. Go to Everett. From now on, I'm gonna stay put. Right here with you. I wouldn't. Why? Give me one good reason. You won't believe me. You can't see it. Then describe it. I see the whole city under attack. I see long-necked, drowned giants crawling out of the water and up these steps in hordes. I see them being blasted with fire and light, but it's not enough to stop them. I see the angel-demon duos swooping down to burn them, but again, there aren't enough. Mark. And I can't do anything. I'm just one lousy talker, Markheim. And you can't talk to these things. Mark. What? Kiss me. What? Just... Kiss me. Why? Because you want to. What? And I want you to. You're a girl. I'm not a girl. I'm Liv. I've been through shit. And I'm a woman. But... Just kiss me. Once. Why don't you just kiss me? It doesn't work that way. You have to do it. What difference would it make? What do you have to lose? Good question. And I looked at her. This young girl, woman, whatever, I'm looking in her eyes, and they go somewhere. Somewhere I don't understand, but I want to go there, where her eyes lead. And I figure she's right. What do I have to lose? As the moronic, avenging army of drowned giants floods up into the show, I lean forward and kiss this girl and... It's all. 
It's all what? I look around and everything that was happening. The war, the fire, the light, the Nephilim. Every last holy and unholy thing is gone. And all that's left is these steps in this city. And this pretty clear-eyed girl in the show. No. The world. Mark, it's all what? Gone. What's gone, Mark? My reason for being here. Oh, that bad, huh? No. Not bad, Liv. It's the best thing that could ever happen to me or anyone, and it's because of you. Because of you, Liv, I know, in my bones, in my actual miraculous bones, I can feel it. Feel what? I can die now. Oh. Um. Congratulations. Thank you. On Raglan Road of an autumn day, I saw her first and knew that her dark hair would weave a snare that I might someday rue. I saw Thank you. 
the dawn of day when the Concludes Paul Mullen Series Markham. On behalf of the Fix, the Crisp, and all points in between, we thank you for your attention and certainly hope you'll continue to enjoy the show. Santa Claus, adapted from the story by L. Frank Baum. Santa Claus lives in the Laughing Valley, where stands the big rambling castle in which his toys are manufactured. His workmen, selected from the rills, nukes, Pixies and fairies live with him, and everyone is as busy and as happy and as content as can be from one year's end to another. One would think that our good old Santa Claus, who devotes his days to making children happy, would have no enemies at all on the earth. But the demons who live in the mountain caves grew to hate Santa very much, and all for the simple reason that he made children happy. I'm really getting lonesome, said the demon of selfishness. Santa Claus distributes so many pretty Christmas gifts to all the children that they become happy and generous and keep away from my cave. I'm having the same trouble, rejoined the demon of envy. The little ones seem quite content with Santa Claus, and there are few indeed that I can coax to become envious. And that makes it bad for me declared the demon of hatred. For if no children pass through the caves of selfishness and envy, none can get to my cavern! If children do not visit your caves, they have no need to visit mine, said the demon of repentance, who was gentle, refined, and not so disagreeable as the others. I... I am quite as neglected as you are. Yeah, right! <laughs> Santa is simply ruining our business, and something must be done at once. Yeah! But what to do? <clears throat> they knew that Santa worked all through the year in his castle at the Laughing Valley, and at first they resolved to try to lure him into their caves that they might lead him on to destruction. <laughs> So, while Santa was busily at work the next day, surrounded by his little assistants... The Nooks, Pixies! And fairies! Selfishness came to Santa's castle and said... Poor Santa, these toys are wonderfully bright and pretty. It's a pity to give them to 
children who break and destroy them so quickly. <laughs> Nonsense. If I can make them happy for one day in the year, I am quite content. So selfishness went back to the others. I have failed, for Santa Claus is not at all selfish. Envy tried next. The toy shops make toys by machinery much quicker than you can make them by hand, and they sell them for money, while you get nothing for all your hard work. But, but Santa refused to be envious. I can supply the little ones but once a year on Christmas Eve. For the children are many and I am but one. I like the toy shops and am glad to see them prosper. <laughs> My turn, said Hatred. In the world are a good many who do not believe in you, Santa Claus. You ought to be revenged upon them for their evil words. Poor things. I'd much rather help them any day than injure them. Indeed, the demons could not tempt old Santa Claus in any way. So they abandoned sweet words and determined to use force. Now, it was well known that no harm can come to Santa while he is in the Laughing Valley, for... The fairies and nooks and pixies all protect him. But on the night before Christmas, he drives his reindeer out into the big world. So the demons laid their plans and awaited the arrival of Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's all according to plan. It is. <laughs> Santa sped away out of the valley into the great world beyond. The reindeer dashed along so swiftly that their feet scarcely seemed to touch the snow-covered ground. Suddenly... A rope shot through the moonlight, and a big noose settled over the arms and body of Santa Claus grew tight and jerked him from the seat of the sleigh into a snowbank. While the reindeer rushed onward with the load of toys and carried it quickly out of sight and sound. <laughs> the wicked demons bound Santa tightly and carried the kidnapped man away to their mountains where they chained him to the rocky wall so that he could not escape. <laughs> what will the children do now? Now they will cry and scold and storm. And flock to our caves of selfishness. And envy. And hatred. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's so chance that on this Christmas Eve, the good Santa Claus had taken with him in his sleigh... Peter the Nook. Kilter the Pixie. And a small fairy named... Whisk. <laughs> his favorite assistants. Little Whisk stuck his head out from underneath the seat... and found Santa Claus gone. Whoa! What shall we do? We must go back at once and find our master. No, no! There will not be time to get the toys to the children before morning, and that would grieve Santa Claus more than anything else. Then, our first duty is to get the toys distributed as carefully as if Santa Claus were himself present. <laughs> and so they did, working as swiftly as possible, all the while wondering what had happened to their master. 
When Christmas Day dawned, the demons said, The children are waking up, Santa. They're waking up to find their stockings empty. Now they will quarrel and wail and stamp their feet in anger. Our caves will be full today, old Santa. Our caves are sure to be full. But Santa held fast. Even in his helpless condition, his courage did not forsake him. You three are only trying to make mischief and trouble. I have faith in my little assistants and the love of the children. <laughs> and the demons abandoned their taunts and went away in defeat. Oh. <laughs> Santa. Why, good morning, dear Repentance. I'm glad to see you. Uh, don't be shy. Come in. <laughs> My fellow demons don't trust me very much, but it's morning now and the mischief is done. That is true. Christmas Eve is past and for the first time in centuries I have not visited my children. I imagine the little ones will be greatly disappointed. Well, that cannot be helped now. Yes. It's too late to remedy the evil we've done. But repentance, you know, can come only after an evil thought or deed. For in the beginning, there is nothing to repent of. So I understand. Those who avoid evil need never visit your cave. That is true. And since I... Sincerely regret my share in your capture. I am going to permit you to escape. Come, you are going to lead me through the cave of repentance today. And she unlocked the chains. And they walked together through a long tunnel. And they both emerged in the cave of repentance. I hope you will forgive me. I'm not really bad, you know. Of course, I forgive you. You accomplish a great deal of good in the world. And I'm sure the world would be a dreary place without you. <laughs> and with that, Repentance opened the back door of her cave and let in a flood of sunshine. <sighs> Merry Christmas to you. And a Merry Christmas to you. Soon Santa was on his way home to the Laughing Valley. <laughs> Dear Master, we've come to rescue you and punish the demons who had dared take you away from us. <laughs> oh, thank you, my dear little friends, for your support. But it is useless to pursue the demons. Have an important place in the world, and they should never be destroyed. Then Whisk related the events of the night and how they had delivered all the gifts. We really did very well, for I found little unhappiness among the children this morning. Still, you must not get captured again, my dear master, for we might not be so fortunate another time. And they clustered around their master, dancing with glee at his safe return. Yay! <laughs> Yay!
As for the wicked demons of the caves, they were filled with anger and chagrin when they found that their clever capture of Santa had come to naught. Indeed, no one on that Christmas day appeared to be at all selfish. Or envious. Or hateful. So the demons never again attempted to interfere with Santa's journey on Christmas Eve.
listening to Sandbox Radio. Fred, I've got a meeting starting, like, right now. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fred, Fred, honestly, let, let me stop you right there. I don't know if you're ready. Well, we're going to swing. Yes, Fred, on the swings. That is where you swing, see? That's what I'm talking about. Well, let me ask you this. Can you pump? Jack, we're getting creamed out there. Yeah, just a second, Brad. Yes, Fred, pump. Pump. Can you propel the swing back and forth under your own power without having to be pushed by a second party? Don't mess with me, Fred. You know what it means. Okay, look, Fred, I have to go. You come around lunch recess, we'll give you a go. But listen to me, Fred. I don't want to see you eating your boogers. Because we're not doing that anymore. We're eight now. Okay, well, okay, see you then. Fred still eats his boogers. Gross. What's up? We're getting cremated out there, Jack. They got ghost runners on every base, and they keep changing where second is. One minute it's the garage door, the next minute it's the side hedge. It's like they're just making it up as they go along. Well, they're big kids, Brad. It's important we give them the impression that we're happy they're even letting us play. I'm telling you, Stephen... I'm sorry, that sounds extreme. I'm telling you, ask Jack. Jack, I'm sorry, I missed last week. Is it true we aren't eating our boogers anymore? It's true, we're not. That sounds extreme. Sit down, gentlemen. So what are we supposed to do with them? We don't know yet. For now, just leave them in there. But we're looking into it. I'm talking to an 11-year-old says he can flick them on people. Who the hell has got that kind of hand-eye coordination? Gentlemen, gentlemen, enough. We aren't here to discuss old business. What are we here to discuss, Jack? You know I'm scheduled to smash an anthill today. I know. I've got a Lunchable at three. (laughs) I know, fellas. Your time is valuable. I understand that. I have something very important I need to discuss with you. I've been thinking about it since, like, this morning. I'm sorry. I'm... Wasn't this morning like a bazillion years ago? I know, yes, it was. That's why I asked you guys to come over today. I've been thinking. I've been thinking about this. I want to discuss the possibility of... of us... liking girls. Gay! That's gay. You are gay. You are a gay person for saying that. I don't think you're using that term correctly, Steve. Yes, I am. Do you even know what gay means? It means I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) That I'm feeling discomfort. Anything that takes me out of my immediate comfort zone is a gay thing. 
a thing that is gay. No, no, that's that's not right. That's David, not... what? Back me up on this. I'm sorry, I'm kind of in the weeds here. Uh, gentlemen, please. I think we should stick to the issue on the table, uh, namely Jack's proposal that. Uh, what I'm hearing you say, Jack, is that we somehow stop hating girls and begin, what, liking them? Yes, Brad, thank you. <laughs> okay, um, no, I don't know if I'm gay, but I am definitely uncomfortable with this, and I'll tell you why. Number one... Number one, there is the whole size thing. I mean, they are just bigger than we are. <laughs> Physically taller, and that, that's new. Okay, that's a recent thing, and it frightens me. And number two, they seem to be... What is the word? Smarter. <laughs> than we are. More advanced somehow. Not to mention the whole cootie issue. That... That is unsubstantiated. Says who, Jack? Unsubstantiated? Says who? Uh, where is this coming from? Look, I know this is new territory for all of us, but, but David, look at it this way, okay? Your mommy. You know your mommy. Yes, Jack, I know my mommy. Okay, well, your mommy is a girl, right? Um, I don't know that. <laughs> Well, she is. Trust me, she is. It's true, David. Her boobies make her a girl. So gay. What's your point? <laughs> Look, my point is that I have a feeling that they just may have something to offer us, and I think we ought to hear them out. Hear them out? They've sent representatives. <laughs> Two representatives to discuss what would be involved. Yeah, I don't know. I am very uncomfortable with this. What? Are we going to kiss them? <laughs> On the mouth? <laughs> is that... What exactly do you think is going to happen? Guys, come on. We can do this. I believe in Jack. This is the guy who taught us how to make a shadow on the ceiling that looks like a butt. Using only a flashlight and our knuckles. Yeah, this is true. Huh? Now, we run this block, and we have all day. We can do this. This is easy. Game face. Come on. Lois, could you send in the, uh... <clears throat> girls. Girls? Please, the girls. Yes, sir. Thank you. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Afternoon, ladies. Please come in. Welcome. Can I get you some Legos or anything? Thank you, no. My name is Ashley with an EY. My daddy's a policeman, and I'm nine. This is my associate, Bethany. I can do short division. Please, sit down. Hey! Knock it off. He pulled my hair. It wasn't me. wasn't me. Oh, no, 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 wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. Very oh. good. Have a nice day, gentlemen. Oh, no, Stephen, Stephen, please. What? Don't pull her hair. Don't pull her hair? I I'm confused. Uh, please, let's not step off on the wrong foot here. That won't happen again, will it? Please, don't go. We would like to talk. Fine. Let's get started. 
We understand you're interested in liking us. We are interested in exploring that possibility. Yes. Excellent. Bethany? I know how to type. Thank you. And I speak French. What exactly are you looking for? Your complete and undivided attention. Well, you've got it. Uh, Yes, of course. (laughs) I do. Um, No, no. I I mean your complete and undivided attention until the end of time. Excuse me? In accordance with the terms of the agreement I've just handed you, we will be occupying your every thought, motivation, and decision-making process from the moment you wake up in the morning until the moment you fall asleep at night. At which point, we will play a major role in nine out of ten of your dreams. We do allow one wild card dream, usually a sports dream or flying dream of some type. That is completely up to you, of course. But everything else becomes, for all intents and purposes, about us. Love. Right. Until, of course, you fall in love with one of us. Then that number increases to ten. (laughs) Out of ten. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. I'm not falling in love with anybody. Right. (laughs) Bethany, am I missing anything? Stop doing stupid stuff. Right. (laughs) And you will have to stop doing stupid stuff, like playing Star Wars and making laser beam noises with your mouths. Yeah, okay, I'm very sorry. I'm just not comfortable with this. Uh, Okay, so what if I don't even care? I mean, like, what if I don't even want to stop playing Star Wars? What if I don't even care if I think about you or not? Like, if I say, like, I don't even care? I'm afraid that won't be possible. Excuse me? I'm sorry. I was just wondering... What's in it for us? I'm just thinking out loud here at this point, but it seems like, I mean, so what is it for us, exactly? Knowledge, mostly. Ah. See, we already know everything. (laughs) Right. So let me ask you a question then. Do you ride the school bus? Yeah. Where do you get off? I get off in front of my house. You do? Yeah. You get off in front of your house? Yeah. (laughs) You get off in front of your house. What? (laughs) Yes. Dude, you get off in front of your house? What? what? I mean, the boss. What? Dude gets off in front of his house. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Am I crazy? Or did you just get Brad to admit in front of all of us that he masturbates in public outside of his own house? Yep. And you can teach us stuff like that? That? That was a parlor trick. Oh, yeah? So what? Like you're so smart? What what else? What else do you know? We know where babies come from. Whoa. Yeah? So? So? So what? Everyone knows where babies come from. They, they come from the garden with, with the morning dew. Actually, no. Studies have shown that to be a misconception. Jack, I'm very uncomfortable with this. Gay, 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 Stephen! I, I meant get off the bus. I just want everyone to know I meant get off the bus. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Ladies, I think we're going to need some time to think. This is a lot to consider. Uh, wow, we really do appreciate you coming by. Oh, uh, and of course, there is the possibility. No guarantees, of course, but if you play your cards right, there is the possibility that someday you might possibly be able to see one of us without a shirt on. <gasps> you mean, um, you mean like right in front of us? Like right there in person or like uh, what? No guarantees, but possibly. <laughs> Stephen? Jack? David? Brad? (laughs) Yes, well, thank you, gentlemen, for your time. We will definitely be in touch. I can write cursive. Um, um, Jack, say, if it's all the same to you, I think I'm going to skip the anthill today. Uh, yeah, yeah, David, that would be fine. Take the rest of the day off. Good thing we stopped eating our boogers, huh? Yeah, yeah, good timing on that. Um, I have to go home and comb my hair and lose some weight. Jack? (laughs) How long do you think it will be before we, um, you know, actually get to see him without shirts on? I don't know, Brad. I wish I could tell you. I just don't know. Yeah. I don't even care. Yeah, me either. I don't care either. (laughs) Well, that's our show for tonight. Elizabeth Everett, Paul Mullen, and Wayne Raleigh. We'd like to thank Act Theater for having us. And special thanks to John Langs and Alyssa Beyer from Central Heating Lab and the marvelous crew here in the gorgeous Falls Theater. In tonight's episode... The Sandbox Radio players were Eric Ray Anderson, Sarah Harlett, Nick Kuhlman, Nick Donner, Charles Leggett, Lisa Holland, Jason Marr, Annette Titongi, David Natale, Sean John Walsh, Catherine Van Meter, Richard Zyman. And please give it up one more time for Lisa Koch and Peggy Platt. Musical guest, Cascadia McMahon!
bringing out our lyric cards. We hope you'll sing along. You know the tune. was written by Scott Augustin, Elizabeth Heffron, Paul Mullen, and Wayne Raleigh. The King's Christmas was adapted by Richard Zyman, and A Kidnapped Santa Claus was adapted by yours truly, Leslie Law. The performance was recorded by Brendan Hogan and mixed by Dave Pascal. Our stage managers were Paulette Buse and Susie Butler, with sound by Max Langley and lights by Dave Meisner. Dig deeper into Sandbox Radio at our website, sandboxradio.org, where you can find the podcast archive. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and find the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher. See you at the next live show, and thanks for listening. Thanks so much, Sandbox Radio. You know, it's getting close to February, as we said before. You know what that means? It's either Nad's Rim or Gad's Rim. Gad's Rim. Gad's Rim. Shall we just put... Asterisk ads rim. There you go. I'll put that up on the page for now. It's <laughs> it's it used to be the National Audio Drama Script Writing Month. Now it should be maybe the global or the continental. Yeah, or the myriad. Sums. So it the can myriad. be ads rim. That's right. Universal. 
Mm-hmm. It rads. <laughs> Go to sonicsociety.org and check out the current NADSRIM link for details. But basically, we have four challenges. Are you interested in creating a feature audio drama that's two hours or more? Then take the feature challenge. Or how about the quarter challenge? Complete a 10-part series, 10 to 15 minutes in length. Or the half challenge, which, of course, is a 10-part series, 30 minutes with each episode. Or the full challenge, which means 10 episodes of 55 to 50 minutes in length. That's incredible. I'm going to take the, um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be the, it's going to be a mixture between the half challenge and the full challenge because I have been getting all my details together to do Philippa Graves, which I'm going to record, I promise this time, after we do our Biff Straker. And uh, I've decided that Philippa is going to be um, seven hours, seven or eight hours long, and there'll be really two-part episodes. So part one and part two. So every other episode, uh, like it's it's a full hour altogether, but they'll be split up as half-hour episodes. Okay. Yes. So that'll be kind of fun, mm. um, and that way I can I can focus on a little on an hour-long mystery story. But yes. have sort of a cliffhanger in between the two parts. So yeah, that sounds really good. So it's a it's a set of linked episodes, but they are standalone. That's right. Yeah. So that's what we're working for. That's just sort of in between half and full. So that's my that's my goal. I'm going to do that. Winners this year, I have something special. We'll get the full version of our new software, Rye Tracker, which will be fully released in February 29th. The Ooh. beta release, which is a free uh, freeware, will start on February 1st. So just by signing up, you get a free shareware version of Rye Tracker. So testing out the beta of RyeTracker. How awesome is that? That, That's brilliant. And we're even giving you an extra day this month in which to in which to complete your audio drama. (laughs) Exactly. We're on leap year, right? Listen to this Mark Brzee, leap audio, leap year. This is a real opportunity for you guys. You should have something coming out. I'm looking forward to putting if there's a if we if I don't know if if leap year, the actual day of leap year hits on the second or on the Tuesday, but it'd be really really interesting if it did. be fun. I'm well, thinking the second because my birthday is the second. In fact, I, I know so. it is. Yeah. So, oh, you remember? I, I, I have it down on my nice little calendar. I don't think I have yours. I'm gonna have to. I'm terrible with that. That's fine. It's fine, Jack. <laughs> How long have we known each other? It's uh, absolutely that's true. Fine. My mother um, doesn't. I never remember my mother's birthday either, and she goes like, "Okay, fine." Oh my God. Speaking of which, it's her birthday today or tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give her a call at some point. Thank you, David. Thank Happy you, birthday. Sonic. <laughs> I always end up remembering late, you know, not last year, thank God, but I usually end up late and I call up my poor mother and she goes, it's okay, I've gotten used to it. <laughs> it's that horrible sigh that you need. She realizes that it's just my problem. I have this issue. Aww. But anyway, back to our beta release. What is Rye Tracker? Well, I'm, I, I can't, we can't talk about it tonight. We've got too much going on. But mm-hmm. next episode, we'll make sure we explain what Rye Tracker is. Just for now, please go to that NADSRIM page mm-hmm. and sign up for your new shows for 2016. And, and I the 20, know. The 29th of February is a Monday, I'm afraid, Jack. Oh, that's too bad. Well, 
we might have to have an extra show. Well, we can have, we'll, we'll have the St. David's Day. <laughs> That's right. Which will be the 1st of March. So <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, Mark Brzee, though, if you do actually have a show for Leap Audio that you want to release on Leap Day, we'll have an extra Sonic Society episode just for just that. Just for you. That's yeah. just too awesome to miss up. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so anyway, sign up for new shows for 2016. We can't wait. Yes, Austin, you too. I'm talking to one of our, our new audio drama producers out there specifically. But everyone, get out there. Make sure you contact us again at sonicsociety.org, the Facebook group, the Audio Drama, Radio Drama Lovers group, or at us on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're on uh, Instagram. Flickr and Instagram. And is there a social media outlet that we're not on? No. I suppose we're not on Snapchat or anything nope. like that. I'm on Allo too, which is interesting. You know mm-hmm. about Allo? No. It's been, it's been, it's, it's, it, you might like it. It's the Facebook for people who are artisans who don't want any kind of advertising. Ooh. So they, they've sort of said, we will never have advertising on this. We will never sell your profile information. This is strictly something for people to connect to. So a lot of art, artsy people have put stuff up on Hello. That's Hello mm-hmm. without the H. Hello. Okay. Hello. <laughs> oh, sounds interesting. Might check it out. I'm going on a bit of a social media detox at the moment. I mean, I I, I deleted my Facebook account a year and a half ago now, and um, sort of looking at Twitter and thinking, mm, taking up not, too much time. Yeah, I might not go full nuclear yet. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's good. You can always get in touch with with David through Twitter at Sonic Society. I will pass on any message, I promise, or email us. Again, it's sonicsociety at gmail.com. You know, thanks so much for tuning into the Sonic Society tonight. Yep. We'll see you all next week. I'm Jack Ward. And I'm David Alt. And for now, from us here at the Sonic Society, good night. Good night. Sonic Society is written and produced weekly by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews, and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society by Creative Commons Licensing. The Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Thanks for listening. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mutual. Happy birthday to you. And many more. (laughs) This was not only a birthday greeting for the Mutual Audio Network, which, as you may know, has been bringing you the finest in audio drama for just a little more than one year. It was also a way of letting you know how long 20 seconds are. Why should you know it? 
because the CDC recommends during this COVID-19 situation that you and me and everybody wash our hands with soap and water as often as possible for at least 20 seconds. So get all of your fingers, get the palms, get the backs of your hands, and a little bit up your wrists, and make sure you change out your towels more frequently as well. If it helps to sing Happy Birthday or some other song, as you do so, why not? This was a public service announcement from the Mutual Audio Network.